Welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we talk about the power of love and its creative expression in our lives. We talk about all things related to growth, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Hello and welcome to episode 57, Falling in Love with Your Body. Martina is a mystic self-love guide empowering women to find self-love at any size through many different holistic approaches like yoga, meditation, journaling, crystals, aromatherapy, and mindful eating. Her passion is to help women find their magic. Martina hated her body, so she thought losing weight was the answer. So after losing 80 pounds in search of happiness, she still didn't feel good enough or worthy of love and affection. She started her holistic journey and the healing began. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the ways to love our body and our relationship to food. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast Season 2. I am so excited to be speaking to Martina. Hi, welcome. Hello, Corinne. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And it's perfect timing. As season two, we are focusing on self-love. And I am so excited to be here with you because you are a self-love coach. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) it's been an awesome journey. And I'm just so uh, grateful to be able to help women in their self-love journeys as well. Awesome. So I'm starting out the, these new podcasts for this season talking about falling in love and falling in love with yourself and how that journey of self-love has its many expressions and how you pretty much shifted your life. So I would love to learn what your love story is. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think I started, I think my, my love journey to myself uh, started when I when I actually started kind of like, uh, kind of taking down the whole, uh, diet culture and society's view on what I needed to look like. Um, because my journey that I'll talk about later on of, of kind of from self-hate to self-love really, um, my self-love started when I was able to start to accept myself exactly who I was and not under the stigmatism or the judgment of what I thought I should be based upon what I saw or what I was taught to believe uh, growing up. And so my self-love journey just started when I was able to accept me for myself and respect my body through all its stages. Because as we all know, women's bodies change throughout the stages of our life. And when I learned that my body was perfect just as it was and it didn't need to change, Um, And when I learned to kind of honor my body uh, through different types of work and different types of healing that I fell in love with my body. And now I'm able to say that proudly and uh, which has led me to do the work that I do now. So um, I think it really just started when I started connecting to my body and just listening to my body and um, nourishing my body. Right. So I think it all comes back to just uh, taking care of your bodies and loving on your bodies, right? Through all these different practices that we can do. Nice. And I also think that it's hard for people to get to that space because they have such conflict with their body and nourishment is a big deal in terms of what they eat, how they should eat, 
you know, what's good for them, what's not, and shifting their mindset around that. So how did you navigate that process of looking at food from a different viewpoint? Yeah. So a lot of my recent work with my own self-love journey has been the nourishment piece. Um, and I have kind of accomplished that through mindful eating or intuitive eating, um, and just really doing that. And it, it takes effort and time and work and it's not easy. And, and it's very easy to slip into those old patterns of thinking that, um, you know, the foods are, foods should be looked at as good and bad. And that if you eat that food, then you're bad. And like, you're beating yourself up over it where it's coming from a place of once again, connecting to your body, um, really checking in with like your hunger and fullness cues is what I've been learning and just really starting to, you know, get rid of that whole diet mentality and just come from a place of, you know, no food is good or bad. And I, and and starting to learn of like how different foods feel in your body. So you'll start to learn as you go through this whole process of how certain foods are going to make you feel you know, sludgy and gross where other foods are going to make you feel energized and alive and nourished and sustained and all those things. Right. So it's really just learning to listen. Like, like I've said this already many times, but like listening to your body is so important when it comes to all the areas of our self-care, whether it be like physical, mental, emotional, um, financial, all these different areas that we nourish, uh, food really is just starting to come from a place of listening to your body and connecting it to how it feels when you're feeding it different foods, right? Um, is my biggest piece of advice. Yeah. And I, I love that because for me, I always tell clients, like if you are going to eat something and you usually think it's bad, then that's probably not the energy that you want to put into your body. So you, yes, exactly. Like, you know, if you're going to eat a bowl of ice cream and ice cream is what you considered bad food, I would say just eat the ice cream and love the ice cream and just enjoy the process (laughs) as opposed to like having all this negativity while you're eating something. Because I feel like that negative energy is actually doing more harm than the actual food itself. Because if you're just eating something being like, this is bad, I'm gonna get fat, this is bad. Like that's not information that is, that's not good information to go into your cells. And it's not a loving information that's going into No, exactly. Yeah, and it's really, And it it was funny, the process that when I was going through that process of learning to kind of like get rid of that stigmatism of foods being good and bad. um, That's actually something that's suggested to do is kind of eat those triggering foods um, that kind of have triggered those emotions in the past Mm -hmm. of feeling unworthy or like you failed and all that self-doubt that comes with it. And just really um, working with those foods that you once were so triggered by and learning to have a healthy relationship with those foods, right? Right. So it's uh, so much learning. <laughs> yeah, it's like having, it's like yeah. building a different type of relationship with those foods. And yes, absolutely. and also, you know, I had a friend tell me something I thought that was pretty poignant because we were talking about um, salami, right? And I'm a vegetarian, so salami is like something outside of my, beyond my comfort zone. But he was saying that salami's cured me and every some people have a negative connotation and then somebody else mentioned to him saying well there is some nutrients in this salami so there is some goodness in the salami so instead of focusing on the cured meat and the bad qualities if you can just focus on the nourishment that this food has to offer you as opposed to thinking about it as bad you may 
find that you've gotten a bit of nourishment from this quote unquote unhealthy food. Yes. And that was kind of an interesting mindset because you can almost think about that with anything like even Doritos or something. There's, there is some ounce of nourishment that you could take from it instead of always thinking about this is all bad, even though yes. junk food is junk food. But for some people, they don't have an option, or at least they feel they don't have an option and that's all they can eat. But even in those moments, you could still focus on the positivity in those foods. There are certain levels of nourishment that can be found. I thought that yeah. was helpful. No, I, that's totally yeah. helpful. And I think it, it, it really resonates with the whole piece of, you know, how the foods make you feel. Cause at the right. time, if you're having a bad day and Doritos is what makes you happy, <laughs> then it's also honoring your body and knowing that in that moment you need that, those couple Doritos or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that that doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you unworthy, <laughs> you know, right. coming to that piece of we're all human and we're all imperfect and mm -hmm. uh, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. I, you know, my biggest, my favorite part about self-love is the acceptance piece, yes. like really learning to accept yourself. And I think for me, that's been my biggest um, hurdle in terms of loving myself entirely is like accepting those parts that I don't or historically haven't liked, like not like. And it's like silly things when you start to think about the things that we berate ourselves about and other people would just look at you like that's not even a big deal like why are you stressing out about it I know and you know some things you know it's just like your own our own internal struggles and for me accepting the parts that I used to think were ugly and being like no this is part of who I am and I'm gonna accept you know my crooked feet or my funky hands or my hair yeah. or my skin like all the things that I just don't necessarily love but just accepting it as part of who as part of who I am I think yeah absolutely to like really fall in love with yourself yeah. And like, I love how you said the acceptance piece, because I know with the clients that I work with, when you, when you just throw out the word that love your body, uh, so many people are scared of that idea of like, mm -hmm. I could never love this body. Like, look at all the flaws that it has. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really, like you said, coming from a place of self-acceptance and respect for your body. So it's not even necessarily like the love piece comes eventually, but it's really like the beginning steps in our self-love journeys are that acceptance piece and the respect of like respecting your body by doing all these kind of different self-care practices to take care of our bodies. Right. And then the self-love piece comes in time. Like it's definitely, uh, it's not going to happen immediately, but if you start with acceptance and respect, then I believe that's such a good starting point. Yeah. I like how you mentioned the respect part. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's, that's, um, vital i feel like because i think we always talk about respect in terms of respecting other people like you know you should respect your elders respect yeah. your friends but <laughs> it's rare that people say you need to respect yourself you know it's always yes, about respecting absolutely. someone else and um but it's true like aretha franklin said you know r-e-s-b-c-t gotta respect right <laughs> <laughs> you gotta yeah res i love that you know we gotta <laughs> respect our bodies yeah you know yep. I, that's a really good perspective that i haven't even really fully taken in so thank you for that yeah 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 of course <laughs> we have to respect yeah. our bodies and i yes. also think you know it's so cliche. People say this all the time, but it's like, you know, no one is going to love you as much as you love yourself, that kind of thing. I'm always kind of like, I don't know how much I, you know, that statement sometimes can be true, sometimes not. But I think that 
the more that you love yourself, respect yourself, all of these things, it gives people a platform or a bar that you've set where you expect yeah. people to meet. Like, no, that's so right? true. Like I know my own journey, uh, it's amazing if I look back on, uh, you know, 10 years ago when I was in that place of self-hate, uh, I wasn't showing up for life how I imagined. Like I was, I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the worthiness. Like um, I was doing myself a disservice by not doing that inner work to love myself because uh, now since I've been on that journey and it's a continued journey, it's like, it's never ending. I always tell that to my clients. It's like, we're not going to check all these boxes and you're going to love yourself. Like it's, it's really a lifelong journey of learning and growing and accepting yourself. Right. But I think when I look back on, on my journey that I, I'm so much, I show up with confidence. I show up so with so much heart centered, like vitality and energy. And, uh, like I couldn't imagine life without being that self-love focused person because it's just allowed me to show up and shine my light for who I am. And I, I don't think I would have had that, or I didn't have that before. So it really just, uh, allows you to be grateful for your body and know that like, I, I, I tell people too, that I feel as though my self-love journey, my self-love is kind of the root of everything. I believe like our confidence, our careers, our relationships are, you know, like all these things are really rooted in self-love. If you don't have that piece figured out, then you're not going to show up for all those other areas. Like you, like you could, right. You're limiting your potential. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you don't love yourself, you don't have the confidence. No, to really no. Step into a space or speak your truth. And I know for me, like having the, these moments of, or years of self-loathing and depression, I could never shine my light because yeah. how can you shine your light when you feel that you don't deserve it? Yeah. You don't feel that it would be seen or respected. I mean, there's nothing, it's like hard to really conjure up that energy to put forth what you want to do in the world if you don't love it. Cause mm -hmm. if you don't love that, you don't love you. Like it's like really, it's a really interesting space to be when you want to manifest something in your life, but you don't have the love and respect for yourself. Yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel confidence is such a big part of it too. Like you mentioned the confidence piece. Um, and it's really, it's just so transformative. And, and, you know, when you see other confident people around you, um, you just, you have a different respect for them. And so it, so it goes the same for ourselves when we can show up with confidence and kind of own ourselves of all pieces of me are worthy and valuable and people are going to notice they're going to kind of, you're going to be a role model for them. And, and that's not based upon your size or your, you know, uh, your weight or whatever it is. It's based upon how you're showing up and how you are, you know, like we said before, respecting yourself and, and confidence is sexy. Like it's, uh, it's, uh, it's such a powerful thing. I think. Yeah. I really feel like, um, confidence in, in, it enables people to feel safe around you for some reason. Like if you, if you're yeah, doing something with someone and they're confident, most people feel like, okay, like I feel like it's going to be taken care of, like, because you are confident in what you're doing, yeah. which makes me feel confident in you. Like yeah, no, no so true. confidence, everyone yeah. is kind of like, mm, 
Okay. Like if Oprah Winfrey wasn't confident, I don't think anyone would watch her. We'd be like, <laughs> no. you don't seem to know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, I think yeah. all the, the most powerful people that we can think of that, that are in our media are almost all confident. Sometimes they're overly confident to the point. Yeah. There is yeah. the different side of it for sure. <laughs> right. Where they're arrogant yeah. and, and I think that's the negative aspect of confidence, but I think yes. that's, that's like more narcissistic and you're not coming. Yeah. From yeah. Yeah. And it's just that bad energy that that person brings. I think right. uh, there definitely can be the other side to it. Right. The manipulation. Yeah. And all yeah. We're talking yeah. about the positive. Yeah. Confident, <laughs> like you walk into the room and everyone's like, wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. And it gives you permission to be confident in yourself. I think you yes. know, having yeah. friends that are confident makes you feel like, oh, okay, like I can, I can also show up in the world like that or having yeah. people that are cheering you along also helps you build up your own inner confidence. Yeah, I know that's such a big piece of confidence is having those people that are like-minded or who are even, you know, maybe not where you want to be. Maybe they're a couple steps ahead of you. Uh, those people are so important to have in your life. And if you don't have those people, you need to find them. <laughs> and like you said, like coaches and mentors and mastermind groups or whatever it is like you need to find your people because that really it boosts your confidence is what it does because you're just so inspired and motivated by those people absolutely and i loved yeah. you know reading about your story one of the things about self-love is the health piece like taking care of your health taking ch charge of your health and really thinking about your body as a temple that's housing your spirit and your emotional well-being. And you talked a lot about how you lost weight and you had hormonal shifts with your kids. And I'd love to hear more about your health journey and what you like, what you went through and the lessons that you learned through that process. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so my journey started uh, when I went on an 80 pound weight loss journey. And the reason for that journey is because I wasn't, I was unhappy I was sad. I was depressed. I felt like the only way to feel worthy and happy was to lose weight because partly because that's what diet culture and society has taught us. Uh, so I did like, I went on this big, huge journey of losing 80 pounds. So I was excessively exercising. I was not nourishing my body in a way that was healthy. I was limiting my, um, limiting my intake of calories. And like, I was weighing my lettuce, like it was ridiculous. <laughs> wow. And so, um, so after I got to that 80 pound weight loss, and then I thought, okay, yeah, there's something that's going to change in me and I'm just going to be happy now. Uh, and so when that didn't happen, I was super devastated and I didn't know what to do. Um, because I had put all that heart and effort and soul into this, uh, solution just to find out that it wasn't the answer. And, and I wasn't taught that as you go along that journey, like, okay, it's fine. If you want to become a healthier person, I totally resonate with that. But it was the piece of, there was no one telling me of like, you know what, you really have to get to know yourself and you have to love yourself from the inside out before that outer reflection will reflect what you feel on the inside. And so that is when I started to, and like, I also went through that stage during that time where my uh, hormones were out of whack of after having children and, uh, you know, my libido was gone. So like, you know, I felt so horrible about myself and I felt so worthless and unvalued, uh, not because of the people around me. I have like such a lovely support system and I love all my people, but it was an inner reflection, uh, that 
made me unstable. And so that is when I started to kind of shift my perspective from weight loss and uh, limiting my food choices to more of that inward journey of like the holistic side of health, uh, leaning towards like, that's when I started to take, I took my first yoga class at that, that time. And that's really when life changed for me. Because uh, yoga has brought me such a sense of peace and value and worth and wholeness that um, I took my first yoga class and I became a teacher right, like right after that, because I'm like, I need to share what I have with this practice with the rest of the world. <laughs> and so, um, and then after yoga and yoga teaching training, then I started to dive into the whole side of uh, aromatherapy and stuff like that. And that's where I found, uh, you know, natural, natural products or natural substances that really helped to shift my hormones. And so then as I was taking care of, you know, I started to take care of my physical health through my yoga practice. Um, I started to take care of like the emotional uh, part of my health with uh, essential oils. And so uh, kind of discovering that piece of it then was another big moment for me of knowing that I had these uh, things that were available, available, available to me that just really enhanced and changed my life because it was, it allowed me to have my libido back. And so then I was, you know, showing up for my relationship better with my husband and, uh, just so many amazing things started to happen after that. Um, you know, I was teaching yoga to other women who also felt like, oh, you know what, this body can't do yoga. And it's like, no girl, you are going to do yoga. <laughs> and so, uh, I've helped a lot of women who just feel like they don't fit in, in the yoga community, feel like they can do it. Uh, and that's been so like heart centered and like just amazing to be that person for other women. Uh, but then my own journey kind of then went down the road of, I really have uh, found such amount of like therapeutic benefits from journaling. Uh, I've had a really good coach who kind of opened me to my eyes to that world of kind of free therapy in my eyes of like being able to write down your thoughts and just heal from the inside through that piece of paper. And uh, so many, I've, I've journaling has benefited me so much that I have now published my own journal that helps women to kind of go through all the different kind of stages of our self-love journeys. Like when we're talking about mindset and confidence and uh, forgiveness and setting boundaries and all these different things. Um, and then like, I guess my journey after that kind of went into more recently kind of the mindful eating, intuitive eating, discovering that whole piece of kind of the puzzle of trying to make sure that I'm nourishing all the areas of my self-care. Um, and so really uh, up to this day, and then like, as I'm talking to, like there's all sorts of things that kind of uh, have created my self-love journey and I guess some sidebars to that would be my mystical sides of my self-love journey, which I've discovered like crystals and Oracle cards and uh, all those different kind of healing tools that really just help you to um, like I've said, just put all those pieces of the puzzle together. And so you kind of feel like you have all these different areas or I feel now that um, I'm taking care of all these different areas of my self-care, which has really helped me to, feel like a whole person, like that I'm really balanced in my life. And I have all these different tools to help me do that. So 
um, that's kind of my story and how I've gotten to where I am now. And life is just amazing. Like I, I love my body. I love my relationships. I have amazing people in my life, amazing mentors. Um, and, and I'm still learning and growing and which is the amazing part. And I, I am so grateful to be able to just keep doing that, like keep expanding and learning and growing and, uh, and then also in turn now helping other people too. So as well. Thank you for sharing. That was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And, you know, I'm all about the woo-woo life too. So <laughs> crystals, essential oils, acupuncture, yeah. energy healing. I think it's all amazing. And it's all amazing tools to help you learn different aspects about yourself. And I think yeah. that's my favorite part about self-love. It's the creativity around it. Absolutely. For yeah. everyone, it could be anyone. It could be different things. It could be cooking. It could be styling. It could be anything art it could be anything that you find to be soothing to your soul that could be your expression of how you love yourself and i think the biggest thing about self-love is going into that internal journey of being like yeah. okay, what nourishes my soul because it's different for everybody like not everyone yes. is into crystals and oils and stuff but you may be into sports or running or climbing or something i don't know yeah i think that's kind of What's so interesting about it is discovering what works for you. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's so true because uh, like you said, it's really catered to you specifically. And um, I love the creativity piece of it. And that's maybe why I've embraced it so much is because I am a creative soul. And that part just, uh, it kind of gives you permission to be like, you know what, this makes me happy. So I'm just going to do it. I don't care what right. anybody else thinks, right? Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I think that's another part of self-love in the acceptance part is to accept that you're different and you are, it's okay to be weird and strange. Yeah. And, quote, quote, <laughs> normal. I think I had, a, of course, we all have a hard time with that, but I know I especially had a hard time in like the teenage, adolescent years, right? Because those are the years where you want to be accepted and want to be feel like you're normal. Yeah. And to be odd in those days felt so painful. And yeah, as an adult, true. we always have to like, kind of go back to that space of like, I want to be with like everyone else, but I want to be an individual. And I think social media for good or bad has helped people understand that you can be an individual and be successful and be happy. It's true. Yeah. It's like this yeah. narcissistic thing of like, look at me, I'm cool. I'm different. And, yeah. and I think that's a positive side of narcissism where it, and you know, where it goes into that self-confidence and just like, hanging your freak flag and be like, Hey, this is me. I'm okay. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm different, And it's okay for you to be different too. Yeah. And I really appreciate that about the self-love and just the journey of understanding who you are as a person to know thyself and to know that you're different and you're yeah. special and you're, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's so, that's so much of like what I try and put out in the world too, is this whole idea of that we are all imperfectly perfect. And, um, that we all, and the sooner we all realize that, that we are all, we are meant to be so different, each of us, and that we aren't meant to be in a cookie cutter mold of being all the same. And the sooner we can figure that out, the sooner that life gets a whole lot better. Yeah. And I also feel like the more that you can accept that within yourself, the easier it is to accept that in others. Because I think yes. when we're fighting to be normal or what we consider normal, then we end up being more judgmental. I know that's true for me. Like if the, when yeah, I was not true. as self-loving from, I would be more judgmental because they'd be like, well, they're doing this and that, you know, it's like 
blaming other people for being different and weird and and owning that and being kind of jealous that I can't own my own individuality. So poo-pooing other people. Yeah, no, it's true. Now it's so interesting. I noticed the minute I started being conscious of my thinking, realizing that, oh, I'm, I'm just jealous that they're living their best life. Why am I not (laughs) living my best life? (laughs) No, it's true. And that's, that's some work that I do with my clients too, of getting people to like go out in public and just notice the beauty in everybody. And no, and that's when you start to kind of, you know, when you start to be so hard on yourself, then you can start to, when you start to look at other people as well and be like, you know what? I can find beauty in every single person out there. Like, and like you said, it's just the, it's the comparison gene, like that comparison that we carry to is something that always has to be battled. And it's really just starting to realize that, like you said, like that person is, is they are shining their weird light and they are owning it. And, and it's just not coming from a place of judgment and comparison of like, you know what, that's their journey. This is mine and I'm going to get there, but I'm still working on it. Right. Right. Having, using other people for inspiration as opposed to jealousy, I think. Yes. But that comes when you're filled up yourself with your own self-love and your own like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm great. They're doing something great. I want to learn how can I be as great as they are as opposed to being like wanting to turn yeah. them down. Yeah. Cause it, and it's so easy to do. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of, I feel, um, how that's how society has kind of taught us how to be right. Is that you always have to strive to be someone who you're not. Um, and there's this ideal person that we are all, you know, meant to strive to be, but that's just, it has to be changed. And I think it is changing. Like, I feel like over the past 10 years, if you look back to 10 years ago, um, you know, plus size bodies weren't valued 10 years ago, even like um, they didn't have a worthiness that they do now. Um, You see so many more women just showing themselves in front of social media exactly as they are with their roles and their stretch marks and their, you know, imperfect bodies. And I just love it. Like it's, it's about time. <laughs> we have so much work to do, but it's getting better. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm happy too, that those paradigms are shifting because it's just not realistic. Those, yeah. those ideals were just never realistic. And no. it just always makes you feel bad about yourself that you can never be this ideal beauty that you know, yeah. growing up thinking, okay, I have to look like this person. And sometimes it was impossible, right? Because for, for me, like the ideal beauty growing up was that blonde, skinny, like beautiful <laughs> yeah. woman. And I was like, well, clearly I'm never going to be blonde or white. <laughs> I'm not going to ever work, you know? And it's always no. feeling less than. You're like, well, I'm yes, never going to be so true. that beautiful. So then yeah. what? where does that leave me? And yeah. if you're always thinking like that, it's just a downward spiral of just yeah. like not, never feeling like you're good enough, no, never feeling like you're beautiful enough. And that takes time to unravel, to really start to see it does. Yeah. your beauty as just as beautiful, just different. It's like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we all, I mean, I love flowers. There's millions of thousands of different flowers, right? And they're all beautiful in different ways, yeah. right? They're just never, they're, they're not the same, but they all have their own beauty and we 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 revere the rose as the most beautiful right valentine's day everyone gives roses but there are thousands of other flowers that are just as beautiful and i feel like that's kind of like if you can start to think about it in that way it's helpful but it does take time it really oh absolutely yeah yeah i know that was my journey as well is the whole thinking of you know 
I couldn't show up for life until I became the size that, that I, that society told me to be. Right. And so I kind of prevented myself from doing these things that I wanted to do in life just because right. of my size. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want to take a yoga class because of my size. And that I thought when I lose 50 pounds, then I'll go take that class. Um, and that was really the shift for me is when I was able to do that. But, um, and that's really my, my main passion now is to know that, let people know that self-love can be achieved at any size. Cause there was a time in my life where I didn't think that was true. Um, and so I think it is the beauty piece of knowing, like you said, like we are all different and we can all be beautiful in whatever stage that we are at or whatever size that we are at. Um, cause our size will change over time. It will, or it won't. <laughs> and like, uh, life is too short to not love yourself or, you know, take those steps to actively try to love yourself through all those stages. And to do things that you love, like, you know, I, I, I totally resonate with you with that story. Cause I remember I went to a bar class in Los Angeles and I was the biggest person in the class. And the, the, I was the only person of color this and like double the sizes of everyone else. It was like, and I, at this point I was like in my mid thirties. And at this point yeah. I, I thought I was all good about my self love. I'm like, Oh, I love myself. Ooh, yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> and then I go to this class and the self-loathing that came into oh, my mind. Yeah. It was just so fascinating because I think about one of the things about self-love that I think is important. It's a journey. It's like, you're always learning how to love yourself more and more and more. Yeah. And in that space, I was like, wow, I felt like I was in middle school. Like that, that feeling of like, oh yeah. So out of place, feeling so ugly, feeling so fat, feeling so like, oh my God, like everyone else is so pretty and I'm so skinny and beautiful and small and blonde and little. And I'm like this gigantic giant. (laughs) um, It was like, it was so interesting to, first of all, see that those thoughts were still in me. Yes. Right? That yeah. I was still battling these thoughts that I thought I was cool, that I thought I was fine. So it really mm-hmm. was like, it really gave me inspiration to go deeper, to learn, okay, yeah. how can I love myself more? How can I be more accepting? It's okay that my thighs are bigger than everyone else. You know, like, yeah. like you know, it just really, ha- I really had to go deep. And it took me a long time to go to another bar class. No, it's true. Because I had and to I think- really work on it. Yeah. That's what I do. Like, that's, I think, I love that you've said that it brings me, it sparked the kind of idea that I think we have to realize that stepping out of comfort zones like that, uh, whether it be going to a bar class or a yoga class, or whether it be wearing a swimsuit to the beach or, you know, going, trying paddle boarding, whatever it is that, uh, it's stepping into that fear. Cause like you said, that's when you start to kind of internalize of like, oh yeah, right. I still have work to do. Like these thoughts are popping into my head where if you stay in that comfort zone of never leaving that comfort zone, you kind of feel like, oh, I'm good. So I can do anything. And then you go out and try and do something and those thoughts creep in. It's like, whoa, never mind. <laughs> so it's it's yeah. really uh I think a big part of our self-love journeys too are that piece of stepping out of comfort zones and like transforming that fear into courage of like trying to do those things that maybe scare you based upon your size or whatever, and just uh, learning from those experiences and taking it back and being like, okay, this is a part that we still need to pay some attention to, right? Yeah, it's um, it's a never ending journey. And I think that we can always love each other, we love each other more, love ourselves more. I think yeah. love is infinite. It keeps going and there's more growth and opportunities and yes. more ways to express. and being hard on ourselves just inhibits 
the love that we can give to others and give to ourselves. At least that's how I've been feeling about it. Like me feeling like me beating myself up for something isn't really helping anybody because I'm no, exactly. myself down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into the infinite love questions. Sure. So the first question I have for you is how do you express love in your work? Uh, so I express love in my work through really just nurturing my people, um, through just providing so much value them to see that light that lies inside each of the people that I work with. Um, and just doing that through, you know, all these different practices that I've talked about, but really just, just coming from a heart centered place is really my biggest part of uh, showing that infinite love to my people is just showing up for them day in and day out. And just from that heart centered place, not from a place of, you know, greed or money or like, it, you know, like that exchange, it's more from that spiritual exchange of like, showing up for each other and empowering and just inspiring each other every day. I love that. Where has forgiveness brought more love into your life? That's a good one. Uh, I think forgiveness for me has brought more love into my life through just the whole forgiving, I think myself for how I treated my body in the past on how, you know, starving my body or doing things that I hated just for the outcome of the weight loss. Um, so I think when I've started to learn to forgive myself for treating myself that way, and having that self-hate piece, like I hate to say that I hated myself, but I did. And I think now the biggest thing that I can forgive, forgiveness has brought self-love for me just through that piece of forgiving myself for what I used to do to my body. And just knowing that that was a part of my journey and uh, that I forgive myself for treating myself the way I used to. Yeah. Forget Self-forgiveness is so important for healing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What is the most compassionate act someone has done for you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think for compassionate act would be, oh, that is a tricky one. I'm trying to think. That's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess compassionate act would be, um, I think probably a mentor that I've had, uh, just really uh, helping me to step into my light and, uh, just showing me that I was valuable at the size that I was, or that I am now. And I think just the whole piece of, uh, giving me permission to love myself exactly how I was. So by her just showing that compassion piece to me of like, this is what I see in you and we just need to draw it out. So I think uh, it doesn't seem like a very big act, but it's, it was so big for me to just have someone tell me that yeah. I see this fire in you and we're going to pull it out. <laughs> and just, I think that was a really big turning point for me, having people that saw that inner fire in me that of like, we see a fire, but, but you're hiding it. You're like, you're trying to dim it. And that was, I think just having that person in my life to tell me that, that they saw that in me just really was life-changing. So yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And then now you're doing that for others. Yeah. 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 So, so good. That's amazing. Okay. 
What do you love most about your life? Um, oh, there's so many things to love. <laughs> uh, I think I love the direction that I have taken with, uh, with my life of being able to help other people. I've always been a helper. Like that is one of my main, uh, kind of like deep soul kind of urges is to help others, uh, which I've always done in some sort of way, but I really think that, uh, the main thing is just helping people. And I have made a lot of changes in the last year of really like drilling down my focus to strictly helping, uh, other women just empower themselves to find that self-love at any size. And that's really, I think the thing I love most about my life right now is just being able to show up every day and do that. Nice. Yeah. How do you feel you receive love? Uh, I receive love. Um, how do I receive love? I guess it would be like, it would, it would be through touch. Uh, and I receive love. I think my biggest thing I receive love through is like words of affirmation is really big for me. So by, um, other people telling me, you know, those positive things that really fills my cup and my soul. And that makes me feel loved. Uh, like the words of affirmation is the biggest piece for me, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And my last question is where has love created a miracle in your life? Well, there's a couple, I guess. I think love has created a miracle in my two boys. I have two kids that uh, would be my first thought, but I feel like um, love has, yeah, I think it's been my children, my husband, um, and just my passion for, uh, for life and for embracing who I am and what I am and showing up for life in that way. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, this yeah. has been such a beautiful conversation. How can people connect with you, find you and work with you? Yeah, there's a couple different ways. Uh, I have um, a, a free Facebook community called Imperfectly Perfect You. And uh, that would be like a first step to connect with me. Uh, after that, I am on different, I like I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram uh, under Martina Health and Wellness, which is also my website. And um, yeah, I have a diff couple different ways that you can work with me currently. Um, I have three different courses that kind of helps you to uh, discover either uh, harnessing the power of crystals, uh, self-love through journaling, and yoga and mindful eating. So those are some three different ways. And then I am coming out with a big signature program this fall that's going to, it's called the Self-Love Revolution with Martina. And it takes women through a, a lifetime, like it's actually a lifetime coaching opportunity to work with me for life uh, through many different holistic and mystic approaches of just finding that self-love at any size through yoga, meditation, uh, mindful eating, body positive practices, and then the whole mystic side of like the crystals and oracle cards and affirmations and aromatherapy. And it's just having me as your guide for life. And I'm just so excited to launch that program here in the next couple of weeks. That sounds beautiful. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for day. having me. And yeah, anytime. All right. Thanks, Corinne. You're welcome. Sending you lots of love. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, 
please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.